0: In each episode, you'll hear a real person sharing their story of loss and the insights they have gained that help them on their journey with grief. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today, we're talking with Sharon about her experience of early miscarriage. Hi, Sharon. Welcome. Uh, Can you tell us your story of loss?
1: Yes, thank you. My story is uh, about pregnancy loss. Um, I actually had two um, within about four months of each other. Um, My partner had uh, two children from a previous marriage. And we talked about uh, the future and having a family of our own. Um, But the first pregnancy was a surprise. But it was a happy surprise. Um, I had always thought that I would have children, lots of them, actually. And so I was very happy to be pregnant. Um, And then what happened is at about 12 weeks, um, I started to miscarry and the ultrasound showed that development had stopped at about eight weeks. So it was very sudden and unexpected. Unfortunately, our relationship wasn't doing very well in that we weren't able to support each other um, through this. I actually got pregnant a second time. And a uh, similar thing happened, and I actually didn't share with my partner that I was miscarrying again because we were in the process of splitting up. Both times, it was sudden and unexpected, and it was sad.
0: It's it's such a hard loss, and um, it sounds like your loss really... Um, I mean the pregnancy caught you by surprise but then the loss did too and that that was such a challenge in the relationship that the second loss was sort of even secondary to the loss of the relationship at the time sounds like that was what was happening Uh, for uh, you
1: absolutely yeah
0: Sharon can you tell us what some of the challenges were that you faced in coping with your grief
1: so after the first miscarriage we were offered support um I was living in England at the time And um, we were offered uh, individual or group support, both by um, our GP and uh, at the hospital. Um, And um, my partner uh, didn't want to go, so I didn't go. Um, And then by the time that I had gone through the second pregnancy loss and the loss of the relationship, I felt that time had passed and I didn't deserve to go (laughs) For some support. So um, it was a challenge because uh, I hadn't even told uh, friends and family about the first loss and definitely not the second one. Um, I didn't feel that they were valid losses. And I also didn't know others uh, who had had losses because I wasn't talking about it. Um, So I ended up tucking it away and not really dealing with it.
0: So it was really challenging on so many fronts, right? It was challenging at the time that you were offered support. It wasn't really safe or comfortable to accept it, you know, because your partner wasn't ready for support at the time. And then later, it felt like it was too late to go back and get that. Um, And that feeling of it being too late was also connected to you mentioned that you didn't feel like you deserved to get support at that time, um, and then you were also feeling isolated because you hadn't shared this experience with the people in your life. Um, Correct. It was a loss that isn't considered valid.
1: I actually felt uh, ashamed, I felt uh, embarrassed. And that's such a
0: common experience for um, people with pregnancy and infant loss experiences. And did you find also that there were some challenges really in your location, you were, you were um, in England? away from your networks, did that contribute to the challenges
1: you faced? Absolutely. Um, I did tell, like, some immediate family, but um, it really, for me, um, no one at work knew (laughs) um, that I was even expecting. So, we, you know, you wait for that three-month first trimester um, sort of, okay, you made it, (laughs) before you start telling people. So, um, you know, and then So we're talking about 1997 when I specifically remember Princess Diana um, and the funeral and everything, and I was flying home for a quick visit. Um, So that's the time period that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, people People didn't talk about things like that then.
0: No, there weren't a lot of resources. It wasn't a really openly discussed topic, and there weren't a lot of places to go with it. Um, and then you have the added complications of uh, the relationship falling apart, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Plus, I, I was in England, and, you know, stiff upper lip, and we don't talk about emotional things there.
0: <laughs> right. So really a cultural piece that yeah. went along with it then, right? Yeah. So, so what would you say did help you cope with the, the, the grief that you uh, had and have for those pregnancy losses?
1: So it's interesting because um, I'm a grief counselor professionally um, and I do support um, people with pregnancy and infant losses amongst other types of losses. And um, none, none of them triggered me in any way. And it was only just recently that um, I had some time away from working. I was working from home, but I was resting um, because I'd had some foot surgery. And um, I read a book. I read a book called The 20th Year, A Memoir of Miscarriage, um, written by Maureen Pollard. (laughs) And uh, as I was reading this book, I resonated with so many things, like, um, you know, having empty arms and not even having the opportunity to hold the child. Um, and it made me feel that um, my grief was valid and that I needed to process all of that. Um, so I think I, w- I was in a safe space to be able to grieve. Um, I didn't have to get up and go into work every day and put on my um, caring empathetic face to others I was able to actually sit in it and what this whole process made me realize is that it's really never too late to grieve you know it was a messy couple of days but um, just having that time alone it was important for me to be able to devote the time and allow myself to grieve and the right resource came to me at the right time
0: Wonderful. I I really appreciate that because that's so much a part of why I actually wrote the book is to allow people to connect with their grief um, in a supported way, even as a grief counselor, where you're providing support for people who have had pregnancy and infant loss. You sort of contained your own experience and tucked it away, put it off to the side because it still felt so invalidated for you. And when you finally had a safe space, enough time and privacy, as well as this resource coming to you at the right time, that you could really just sit with that feeling, with the grief that, you, that you've that you been carrying all these years.
1: Exactly, because I thought that I had dealt with it. I did, I didn't feel that there was a need for it, but clearly.
0: But um, then it bubbled I, up, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like that's part of grief is that we can tuck it away, and sometimes we do. And as you've shown, you you tuck it away for a really long time, but there, yeah. then it bubbles up, right? It's with exactly. you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Something triggers triggers it, and um, I think it's just um, allowing ourselves to to sit in it and and let it happen. Mm -hmm. to be
0: okay with not being okay while you feel those feelings of loss exactly yeah and I really love your um assertion that it's never too late that that the power of feeling your grief and honoring it um is important at any time in your life
1: well, it is important at any time because we never really stop grieving. You know, when you lose someone special, um, you've loved that person and, um, you know, you miss that person as your life continues on. But for me, with the pregnancies, I'd never met them. I'd never helped them. So to me, they weren't necessarily real people.
0: Right. And our society tended and has tended to um, diminish that value of um, a pregnancy loss in that way and so what you felt was also sort of what you the message you were receiving
1: right Exactly. yeah
0: and then when you when the time was right and you received this resource it it allowed you to know that actually a pregnancy loss and the love and the attachment that you felt for those babies was actually a valid loss that was worthy of attention yeah 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 good all right Sharon, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, you're pleasure. helping people. You're helping people in their grief as you share your experience and and uh, the idea that there's hope and and healing after loss. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we know that this story might be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing.